Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Let's get those lineups set next on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Welcome to FFT and 5. I'm Chris Towers here with Heath Cummins to talk about some of the key start-sit questions for Week 7 of the NFL season. And we'll start with a big name coming back from injury, Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott. He's going to make his return from that thumb injury against the Lions this week. It's a pretty great matchup. Second highest over-under on the slate. The Cowboy or the Lions are average, allowing 34 points per game. And Dak Prescott, you know, it's a pretty good quarterback. So how are you treating Dak Prescott this week? I'm just um, rolling him right back in there. I was a little concerned when the injury first happened and they started talking about three weeks or four weeks and thinking, yeah. oh no, we're going to do the Russell Wilson thing again where he comes back in the first three weeks, he's just terrible. It seems like they've been pretty cautious with this and Cooper Rush did enough as a game manager to allow them to do that. So listen, against the Detroit Lions, you don't even have to be that good to be a startable fantasy quarterback. I'm starting Dak Prescott as a top 10 option this week. Uh, what do you think the impact is going to be on uh, the rest of the offense, specifically Ezekiel Elliott and CeeDee Lamb? I think the rest of the offense is going to be better because they're going to score more points. I like CeeDee Lamb as a top five wide receiver um, this week and probably rest of season, five to eight rest of season. He's He's got the target volume, assuming he gets the efficiency bump that should come from a change from Cooper Rush to Dak Prescott, and that target volume stays the same. It should be a fantastic spot for him. Um, Zeke this week, next week, um, in a few weeks after that, I, I like him as a low end number two running back. I'd expect him to be better than he's been so far. I still have long-term concerns about Zeke just because he's a 27 year old running back who's played through stuff, but been hurt plenty over the last couple of years and really does not seem like he's far enough about above the baseline to be able to play at like 80 or 90% and be successful. Yeah, he had 10 touchdowns in 17 games last season. He's only got two in the first six mm -hmm. this year. So I think just that offense being better is going to be beneficial for him, but probably not. You know, I think the days of him being an RB1 are, are yes. well in the past for him, but should be better. And how about another big name making their debut this week? DeAndre Hopkins. He's expected to return Thursday night against the Saints. No Marshawn Lattimore. And that one also, no, Marquise Brown. He seems likely to go on IR, though that hasn't been confirmed yet. How are you viewing DeAndre Hopkins in Week 7? Uh, number two wide receiver, and really a pretty high-end number two wide receiver. Half of the top 12 are out this week or on yeah. by. So um, it's not doesn't take quite as much to be a top 12 guy. The fact that Marquise Brown's not there, and the fact that Hopkins says he's ready for a full workload tells me that he should see at least a 20% target share. I don't think this Saints defense is very good as it's currently constructed. Hop, as much as Kyler Murray struggled without DeAndre Hopkins, I would expect Murray to look for him, especially in the red zone. So uh, high-end number two wide receiver. Yeah, Kyler Murray, the second least accurate quarterback on attempts 15-plus yards down the field. I think he's completed 39% 
of his pass. Actually, 39% of his pass is 10-plus yards down the field this season. He was the sixth most accurate last season. So I think DeAndre Hopkins is definitely going to help, but Kyler needs to play better himself. Uh, here's a weird one because I, I think we had kind of after Monday night given up on Melvin Gordon, but Nathaniel Hackett gave him the vote of confidence that he's going to be the starting running back for the Denver Broncos uh, this week against the Jets. Are you buying it? Now, are you viewing Melvin Gordon as someone you want in your lineup? I don't want him in my lineup. I view this situation very much like the Ravens situation right now, where the guy who we didn't think was going to be better was better. And so now this week, I don't know exactly what to do with it. As if So they are number three running backs or flex options. I currently have Melvin Gordon just ahead of Murray in full PPR just because I do think it's more likely I throw a pass to Melvin Gordon than Latavius Murray. Um, but I, it still seems to me like they were unhappy with Melvin Gordon before mm-hmm. Javante Williams got hurt. Williams got hurt, kind of forced their hand. They went and got Latavius Murray off someone else's practice squad and then just force-fed him. And to be fair, he was better than Melvin yeah. Gordon's been so far this year. So I, I don't have much confidence Gordon's going to hold on to the job. If I had him in my roster, I would be seeing if I could package him as part of a deal if somebody thought that he actually was the starter. And for what it's worth, you know, if Brett Ripien's the starter for that Broncos offense, as bad as Russell Wilson has been, I don't think it's going to be better with Brett Ripien starting. So that could just be an offense that we're fading entirely the rest of the way. Even, I mean, frankly, the way Russell Wilson has played, it should be an offense we're fading the rest of the way unless he gets a lot better. Let's talk about one more. How are you viewing Miami's offense versus Pittsburgh with Tua coming back? Are you starting Tua this week? I am starting Tua this week. I, I think this is maybe an elite pass offense. They're third in the NFL in passing yards, despite the fact that like half their games have had Teddy Bridgewater or Skylar Thompson playing in them. Um, three, three different quarterbacks... Three different starting quarterbacks have left a game for the Dolphins four different times this season. There's and that is a risk games. with Tua. Like I, I, yes. I think we have to say that he is more injury-prone than the average quarterback, for sure, and has serious long-term concerns, and you just hope that he does not have another concussion. But if he's healthy and if he's active, I, I think the expectation is almost 300 yards. Like You can look at it and say he's only had one good fantasy day, and that's true. But he was really good against the Patriots and Bills. So the Bills, they just didn't really have the football that much. And those are two very good defenses. I, I think he's going to shred the Steelers' defense, which, again, like the Saints, as currently constructed, not very good. Yeah, Tyreek Hill is my number one wide receiver yep. this week. Uh, Jalen Waddle, he did practice on a limited basis Wednesday. I think that's a good sign, but not a guarantee that he's going to play through that shoulder injury. He's more like a wide receiver, too, uh, if he plays, but... I mean, frankly, with all the bias that we have this week, Jalen Waddle might be a top 12 wide receiver by the time we're done with uh, with rankings. Yes. This week. We'll see. All right, that's going to do it for FFT and 5. We'll be back tomorrow with more Week 7 start sits and a recap of Thursday Night Football. We'll see you.